Hey, Divine Stardust, Andy Murphy, here with episode number nine of the Cosmic Mama podcast. You're the magic, abandoned by spirit guides. God dang, I had a hard time coming up with the title of this one for us today. The upgrade was the other way that we played with it, but really, I'm getting pretty personal to share with you what's been going on in here to hopefully make some sense of what's going on with you. What happened with our damn spirit guides? Because it feels like they have disappeared. We're actually getting an upgrade that I'll share with you and reminding you why it's so important to connect with those cosmic spirit guides. This is the evolution, baby. I want to make sure you don't miss a thing, so come on inside. Despite it sounding a little bit scary, I promise it'll feel better. Cosmic Stardust. I've been a little quiet over here. And quiet is not my normal mode of operating. But it's been. And I've allowed myself some time to really sit in these spaces of me. And seeing what it is that rises through that's ready to be shared, if anything at all. So... Here we are, episode eight, and I want to do things a little different, realizing coming more into alignment with how I serve and how I want to show up in the world, how I do show up in the world. Fuck. Sometimes I show up in ways that I don't even know that I'm showing up. It's an odd thing. But there's been so much change. So I want to just take a minute with you, if you want to, so we can sync up a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit of sound healing over here and just kind of bring us into today's episode of the Cosmic Mama podcast to hang out with you, to get real, (laughs) as we always do, and to maybe uncover through this process together what the fuck's been going on so that we know or at least have the courage to continue forward, eh? Eh. So if you'd like, light a candle. At the very least, intend to have um, some elements around you. So much of this evolution that we're going through is going to be about the intention of things. In episode number nine with Gorgeous Mandy, you'll hear us talk even more about intention. But for today, just imagine yourself in a beautiful space as we open up this portal of the Cosmic Mama podcast. Give yourself permission to come deeply into this body. To be here in the quicksand that is our reality. And you might notice some resistance to coming into form. places that feel uncomfortable we're going to give those a little bit of love right now so just gently notice anything that might be tight within you uncomfortable or anything that even seeks to remain hidden from you give it permission to be seen this is not deep work today no 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 
This is just honoring and acknowledging exactly where you are. Give it permission to move without it needing to be understood, defined, journaled, healed. Your breath to be the wind moving things through. Hmm. Giving yourself just permission to be with so much gentleness and so much kindness in this way fucked up reality that we find ourselves in. Um, I've certainly found myself in my own places of entitlement, <laughs> feeling like one who has dedicated more than a fucking decade to this level of healing that it should be easier. I didn't expect it to be this hard. And in that place of it being hard, I felt so fucking abandoned. Um, and that's really what I wanted to share with you today is this sense of abandonment. Um, not my own, but hopefully in my sharing it, it's uh, tapping into something collectively. Hopefully this is not just me whining. But owning it, fucking being the mama who feels it all. So let's talk about this abandonment, shall we? Um, for me, uh, I've had a beautiful relationship probably for about five years now. Uh, six years, let's say six years. I've had a beautiful rekindled relationship with mushrooms for about six years now. Um, I, of course, played recreationally in my youth because, yeah, I was that kid. I was that little punk rocker. Um, never did acid, though. Isn't that funny? Um, so somehow the natural substances always made sense to me, but I didn't do anything too much harder than that ever. Um, so anyone who wants to think that weed is a gateway drug to other things, come on, it's fucking not. So the naturals always made sense to me. So mushrooms and I have had quite a good relationship. It's been a very powerful ally and a powerful teacher for me. Once I learned how to use it in sacred spaces, opening a ceremony, uh, having great intention, praying into the medicine, introducing myself to the medicine. It really was a great teacher until <laughs> last fall, October of 2019. Um, I had an experience that was not helpful, that was not at all uh, beneficial. The relationship changed. And when my relationship with spirit changes, I think it's something wrong with me. I think that I've done something wrong. So in that journey, um, I set an ancestral altar. I did it on Day of the Dead. I did it by myself. Um, and none of that was the scary part, but I was really looking for support. I was looking for the ancestors. I was looking for spirit to come in and connect with me. And all night long, what they kept saying was, you are the magic. Oh my God, it's so cool. You have the body. You're the magic. And I remember just being so pissed off. 
Um, I don't want to be the magic. I want to feel you. I want to feel bigger than me. And <laughs> um, I call that my talking heads uh, turn. Um, once I found myself to, once I found my way in that journey to the talking heads, <laughs> stop making sense. <laughs> Everything began to make sense for me that night. So it was in dance. It was in play. It was in David Byrne's sweet uh, lyrics, his poetry, that everything felt better that night. But my relationship with the medicine changed in a way that did not make me happy. It made me really deeply uncomfortable. Um, and second experience was in February of 2020. So again, right before everything kicked off. Um, I did a little microdose thinking, hey, this is going to be awesome. It was not fucking awesome. Um, same experience of feeling all alone. And as I sat with it, the message that came through changed me deeply. And this is what we're going to talk about today. The message that came through in that plant medicine journey was spirit guides have never existed. What the good fuck Um, that shook me. And even if I step back from the very clear messages that were given, so let me not say that it's not a teacher or an ally right now. Clearly, it's a teacher. The message was very fucking consistent and clear, but it wasn't the feel-good comfort that I had sought solace in its medicine before. I can see pretty clearly that both of those experiences were foreshadowing maybe me feeling into the collective what was coming with um it's so funny i don't want to call it covid i don't want uh, maybe the pandemic is how we can language it here so much of this reality right now is about languaging jessa reed has been a great teacher for me in that way she just has language that really makes sense of things and cuts through so find whoever your guides are find the languaging that makes sense so that you know how to uh, create and participate in the timelines that you want to be in so the teachings of both of those journeys were very clear, but I was feeling into this tidal wave of fear and panic that was coming. Um, I don't feel like COVID is the thing. I feel like it is the red herring. I feel like, uh, yeah, don't need to get into all of it, but it's not really the thing. But it's uh, interesting. They're showing it to me like uh, the anchor point, right? It's the anchor that everything else is going to uh, manifest off of. So, okay, fine. Fucking language, whatever. So I was feeling into a collective fear that was coming, which made my experiences on plant medicine less than pleasant. Um, and when I say less than pleasant, like I didn't have a terrible trip. I didn't. It wasn't scary. It wasn't awful. It wasn't in any way dangerous. It just was different. It wasn't the relationship that I had had before. It changed. So let's go into this spirit guide update that started coming through then. Because it's still presenting itself, revealing itself, unraveling itself to me. So the message that came through was spirit guides don't exist and they never did. As a shaman who has spent a great majority of my time 
connecting with spirit guides, teaching others to connect with spirit as allies. Ugh, it felt awful. <laughs> awful is not quite the word. Abandoned, right? So as I sat with my primary guide uh, on that February day in my what the fuck, um, they kept referring to themselves as packets of information. We're just packets of information. What the fuck? Um, so my understanding from that experience, and as I've sat with this now for, what, five months, four months? Spirit guides exist to show us how to be in third dimensional reality. So I will have a spirit guide, a power animal, who knows how to be on 3D better than I do. And in that way, that is their power. They know how to be 3D better than I do. That's it. Um, if you look at the work of Damien Eccles, he'll talk about the angels also being access points of information. These are intelligences. Maybe that's one word that we can play with here. Spirit guides are intelligences that have something to share or convey. So my challenge likely has been that I have given them power when truly they are only information. Fuck. Um, this shift in relationship has caused me to feel abandoned. Yes. Um, oh, insincere is coming up, right? I was wrong. I was fucking wrong. Hmm. <laughs> um, and as I sit with it now, there's also this great grace. I was wrong because I hadn't evolved to the place that I am now. Cool. So, so much of this is about the fucking evolution, right? Um, I thought that my power animals and spirit guides were in place to protect me. I was wrong. They had no power. I gave away my power thinking that they were there to help or protect. They can't do that. Um, and let's just uh, play with these different levels of spirit guides because right now we're talking about power animals, right? Um, spirit guides, if we want to expand that concept, um, I think ascended masters and certainly the galactics will be the guides that will help us going forward. Um, but power animals have just been there to show us how to navigate this realm. And as we are moving more into five and 60, I don't need to understand this realm so much. Still need to participate in it, but it's crumbling and that's okay. Um, so angels is what I want to talk about for a second. <laughs> and the fairies are also looking at me like, are you going to talk about us? We'll see. Um, I'll make a note. The angels and this is where Damien Eccles and probably other ceremonial high magicians will talk about it differently than my experience. They were never here to rescue you. They were never here to help you. The angels provided a access point between you and the divine. Thank you. And if we even work with that intelligence of angels, 
because um, I've certainly talked to angels, right? So let me not say that I've been delusional on all of this. I've had beautiful experiences with angels and with spirit guides. That is not being negated here. What's happening is that we are evolving past our need for them and we are outgrowing our belief that they had the power. We have the power. We are the fucking magic. <laughs> Still trying to figure out how to be that magic, but I can promise you that uh, this transmission has been pretty fucking consistent. So the angels, when we've talked to them in the past, the angels feel like the humans are the ones with all of the blessings. The angels in many ways, uh, and if you go biblical on this, I don't know enough biblically, let me say that, that is not my knowledge base. The angels were jealous of the humans because the angels are indebted to God and God gave them the task of being in charge of humans. Angels don't have free will. You, my love, do. And we don't necessarily always know what to do with that free will. I think that's going to become more of the lesson going forward. Ooh, this free will thing. It might feel a little bit more fun, I hope. But the angels were here just to... Hmm, let me feel into that for a second. The angels were here to guide us to the places of our enlightenment the angels are messengers. There's a very good word for the angels. I like that. Thanks. So we'll talk about the power animals as intelligences, and we will talk about the angels as messengers. And that idea of angels as messengers, fuck, that's not new. That's everywhere. They bring messages from the divine to you. They're here to teach or convey something. And again, they are not the power. So what's happening now? Um, thank you, fairies. I hear you, my little loves. Um, fairies have always been very clear to me. Fairies are not here to help humans. Fairies don't give a shit for the human race. Fairies have always been the ones who are the angels or the protectors of plants and animals. So if you look at how this reality has been created, um, the fairies exist. That's very sweet. To make sure the plants and animals are continuing to thrive. Angels exist to make sure that we get the messages when we need them, not to save or rescue us. And in that regard, nothing is going to save or rescue you. This is, of course, part of the path and part of the walk of being shaman. Nothing is going to rescue you. And yet, I really thought it was. I really hoped it was. Um, and I can see as I share this with you today how drastically I've given away my power. Um, and that giving away of power is pervasive for me. Uh, even looking at Q, um, because I do pay attention to Q and I do pay attention to, you know, the Great Awakening poster that's on my fucking wall waiting for something outside to be revealed in this process of disclosure that allows more light to come in. And fuck, babe, that's just not happening. The revelations, the disclosures are so painful that I've shut up. I don't know how to speak. 
I don't know if I can speak the right thing. I don't know if I do speak, if it's going to be the wrong thing. Um, and Charles Turlington, my darling friend and apprentice, a beautiful shaman, uh, he, he was saying that for him, much of this has just been like, oh, I don't have to say anything. I can just rest. I can take a back seat. Um, so I was really comforted by his wisdom during all of this. Um, and when I say this, yes, there was the COVID and there was the Black Lives Matter. Uh, there always is the Black Lives Matter. Let me speak real clearly into that. Good God, this fucking issue just rears its head and doesn't ever get fixed. And then it comes back and it doesn't get fixed. How do we let our people suffer so horrendously and not stop it? They don't understand. And yet, uh, staying in my lane, that's not my job. My job is not tear it down. My job is not the rebel. My job is not the destroyer. My job is mama. I'm the one who holds the vision of rebuilding and is saving my energy for creating on the other side. So I honor all of you who are doing exactly what you're supposed to do right now. And I ask that you have the understanding and the grace for those of us who it's not our time right now. This is not my job. So I've had to get very clear on that too. This evolution that we are in is drastic and massive. It will change everything. And let us not be naive enough to think that this crumbling of the tower is going to be fast. It's not. Um, that being said, my expectation at this point, like we're in two years of this. And my survival techniques through it is the more that I pay attention to me and the less that I pay attention to others, the better I am. And it's not a bypassing. It's not an ignoring. It's choosing not to fill myself with the news with misinformation um thanks i'm sitting here today in my home talking to you uh with a portrait of tom waits in front of me <laughs> um and tom in his ways is just reminding me there's lots of ways to fucking rebel rebellion doesn't have to have a public face so my rebellion has been, I don't believe any of you bitches out there that are feeding us false information. It all feels so contrived to me and my greatest awakening, my greatest power in my awakening right now is I don't fucking believe any of you. I've seen through your narratives. I know you're bullshit and I'm not playing. Um, my daughter and I just got back from a trip to Santa Fe. I got to be with family um, and not blood family, but every fucking level of family. And as we were driving down on our five hour drive, I was listening to Bill Hicks because I love Bill Hicks. You may know that. But I was letting my list daughter listen to Bill Hicks for the first time. She's 12. Um, and Bill was such a revolutionary 
Bill was so far ahead of his time, too fucking intelligent for the era in which he was in, and trying desperately to wake people up. Um, he'll even say it. He's like, do you not fucking get what I am here to do for you? Um, and he died in 1994. So certainly uh, the level of awakening that was going on then, Bill didn't really have an audience. Um, I was, God, eight, 17 or 18 when he died. So his audience um, was Gen Xers. Yeah, I might do a whole different one on that. Um, but Gen X at that point in time, we could hear him but we did not necessarily have the power to change anything, but he certainly planted some seeds in us. Okay. How'd I get to Bill Hicks? <laughs> How'd I get to Tom Waits? This idea of rebellion. Um, one of the things that Bill Hicks was saying, uh, cause 1994, 1992-ish, I think is about the time that CNN started. Um, and I don't mean CNN as if it's the only corrupt media outlet. I mean CNN because it was really the first that came online doing 24-hour news. And at this point in time, Bill Hicks was saying, if you have to have news 24 hours a day, you're going to start making shit up to keep the ratings up. You will have to sensationalize to keep attention. And that just really hit me. They'll have to make it exciting to keep your attention. And CNN now has been joined by tons of others. Their job is to propagate fear. Their job is to sell a story, to sell the panic. So fucking tap out if you need to. It doesn't mean you're irresponsible. It means that when you are truly more awake, you can connect the dots and see through the narrative. Um, and if you need some help with that, oh, those sweet little boys over at Edge of Wonder are doing wonders. There's um, those who are here to illuminate you through disclosure. Again, that's not my job. But I can talk about it because it's my experience. How about that? My job is not to wake you up, but I have my own fucking awakening experiences that I'm happy to share. And point you in the directions of others who could do a much fucking better job of it. So if our spirit guides, um, it's not that they don't exist. They, of course, exist. And I'll tell you, uh, yesterday I went for a walk to a place that I often go to, but I tried to do it a little different, um, returning from Santa Fe and coming back into my space and my body and my home. I listened to the wind and wherever the wind told me to walk, I would walk. And I ended up in a field of milkweed. And hey, you know milkweed? That idea of cosmic milkweed was what brought the Cosmic Mama podcast into being. So I was in a field of milkweed. And I could hear the buzzing of the bees. So I took off my headphones and I just sat amongst the buzzing as the sun was setting. And just really had a moment that was big. I didn't bring my phone with me on this particular walk. And I've obviously been grappling with my own big shit over here, as I'm sure you have as well. And in that grappling, finding myself in a field of milkweed with the buzzing of the bees and this sacred medicine. 
I felt the vibration. And I knew how temporal this reality was. I knew that even if I go back today or tomorrow, that moment will never exist again. So I tried to just really be present with it. Um, typically, thank you, my little fucking uh, post-millennial brain, pre-millennial, I guess I'm a pre-millennial, aren't I? Um, my pre-millennial brain wants to take a picture to capture it. There was no fucking camera. There was no phone. There was only the moment. So I instead asked that moment to live in my heart somewhere, to permeate my field, not needing to be shared, not needing to be captured, but really just letting myself breathe into all of it and letting all of it breathe into me. That was what I needed. Fucking gorgeous milkweed. And the buzzing of the bees and the sacred medicine that that moment was. So it's not that they don't exist. It's that they are here perfectly to support the humans. Um, I did have another experience on mushrooms several years ago. Um, horsetail. Horsetail is another deep, deep ally of mine. Um, and plant spirit medicine, let me just speak into that for a second. Um, I am not an herbalist. I do, I cannot tell you any of the fucking properties of what horsetail or milkweed would be helpful for. I learned through the tr tradition of Elliot Cowan, plant spirit medicine. And in that, there is a spirit of every plant who can communicate with you. That is the way that I engage in nature. That is the way that I engage with plants. That is the way that I feel the spirit of plants. I let them invite me in felt like I was home and they very much do exist but they exist to assist us so horsetail uh, mushrooms <laughs> um, it was the first time I had done mushrooms in the wild uh, not wild mushrooms but it was the first time that I was not in a contained environment and I was very scared um, scared I was going to get caught, scared I was going to get in trouble. That's funny. I have a lot of, uh, my fears are usually around authority. That's what I've got to work through. Um, so as I was um, on the mushrooms that day, I realized at one point processing through whatever needed to be let go of or revealed to me that was uncomfortable that day. I was in a field of horsetail and horsetail has got both a feminine and a masculine um, so the feminine horsetail was all around me and she was these little bitty like pine trees and she just started laughing at me and she's like, we've been here the whole time. We've been here loving you the whole time. Um, horsetail for me is a plant that helps me overcome fear. Horsetail is fucking ancient. So, uh, very good for me in perspective. So she just held me. Um, and she's like, don't you know that we don't want to do human we're here to help you. I would never want to be human, she said to me. <laughs> um, and I had a camping trip uh, on my own here recently, this summer of 2020. And my camping spot was in a field of horsetail as well. So um, this medicine, this allyship, this love from the third dimensional reality is very much real. But it's here to help you evolve. 
It's here to support you in the awakening and in the ascension, not here to rescue you. That's why crystals are so helpful. Crystals don't have the power. Crystals help you have greater power. So I think this is the transition that I really want to speak into today. And talking about some of these ways that this evolution within can be supported a little bit. Um, I shared this perspective with a client recently, and uh, I have a great time with her. She's one of the few clients that I've kept as I've closed that part of my whew, career. That's the word that wants to come in right now anyway. I've closed that part of my career of the readings, um, but she's one client who I've kept because I like how inquisitive she is. I like how thoughtful she is. Um, so this perspective was coming in for her and she's like, I have so many questions. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry that we just dropped it in so casually. Um, but the allies who are going to be a best benefit to us right now are going to be the cosmic allies, the ascended masters. We will need the teachers to show us how to make this leap that we are going through. Um, Serapis Bay is one who keeps coming up for me. Um, Melchizedek might be another one. Uh, I've gotten through this time of quarantine very much trying to be more in balance with the feminine and masculine. I know that I present and show up and am contracted to be high priestess, um, but I don't think that high priestess necessarily is just a feminine role. I think that's I think that's a problem to believe that it's just a feminine role. Um, so really honoring the masculine and feminine alike in this. So finding the teachers, finding the galactic allies, finding the access points to the beyond. Um, thank you. And the beyond is not going to be a death realm for us. The beyond is going to be the evolution. I think of Sheldon Nidal's, you're becoming a galactic human. It's always one of my favorite titles. Virginia Essene and Sheldon Nidal. You're becoming a galactic human. I fucking love that title because that really is what is happening with us right now. Um, this ascension is going to remind us that the human experiment was a teaching and was a lesson. Our souls go on, our bodies go on to expand and have greater experiences beyond this plane. This is a very natural evolution. This is... Uh, very much a part of the growth and it's being hijacked. Um, there are plenty of powers that be that like to profit off of your fear and sickness and smallness and need for them. We're outgrowing that. So think of the Fibonacci sequence, right? There's a natural progression to everything. So we can call this a consciousness evolution. Yes. Um, but this is really humanity evolving into the, its next phase, which is galactic. You've always been a part of that. Um, I also shared uh, pretty privately. Uh, I don't want to say pretty privately. It was on the Luminous Mysteries, my online mystery school over at Patreon. Um, we need to be in touch with galactic allies. We need direct experiences with intelligences outside of this galaxy. Dr. Stephen Greer, through his uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, CE5, is what he calls it. Um, he has an app that shows you how to do this. <laughs> it's a meditative experience. 
to go and have contact with beings who are not from this realm. So if you can allow yourself to imagine that UFOs exist, great, somebody's fucking controlling the UFOs, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start having contact with the beings who are controlling the UFOs. Uh, controlling feels uh, like not the right word there, but not in any way that we have an agenda other than I want to be empowered by this. I don't want somebody else controlling this narrative of what is going on out there whenever I have every opportunity to have direct experience myself. Oh, and that's an interesting angle on it, isn't it? Um, because shamans traditionally were squashed by the church because shamans have direct access to spirit. If you have direct access to God, you do not need any mediary coming in telling you what God is. Shamans or, uh, and witches, right? Let's not just make this about shamans. Shamans, witches, wise people who are able to touch beyond have been punished, wiped out and eradicated because of their ability to have direct experiences with the divine. This is the same fucking fight that we're in, my love. The same persecution. And interesting because this desk that I'm sitting at, I used to work at quite a bit and I haven't for a long time. Um, and there's a candle on here. The candle has got Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene. So this reminder of persecution. This persecution that is ancient this fear of persecution that might even live inside of you huh. um, at genetic levels that are older than you. I think any of us who are working as psychic or identifying as witches or awakening, we've all fucking been burnt at the stake. Please do not think that that is an experience that is unique to you, sugar. Hell no. We've all been burnt at the stake. Um, and I'll tell you my favorite experience working through the Akashic Records, as I got to do for quite some time. I'm having a sip of my coffee. Excuse me. My work through the Akashic Records with clients, as the uh, <laughs> sincere empath that I am, I would often feel what my client was feeling. And when we were working in the Akashic with any level of past life work, I would also feel whatever the past life experience was. So I can remember a client who was being burnt at the stake. And as the flames began to rise in this past life, ooh, it felt really sensuous. It felt like fire was licking me up and down. It didn't burn. It didn't sting. It instead was really quite erotic. <laughs> um, and the blessing of being able to experience that, not as my own experience, but uh, through someone else, it healed any persecution fears that I had. I can also remember a podcast several years ago with Corey Allen, and he's like, oh my God, the fact that we get to talk about these things. Uh, Corey Allen, who has got the Astral Hustle podcast. The fact that we get to talk about these things without any fear of being punished is something quite, 
unlike any other time in history. So not only are we allowed to talk about these things, but we talk about these things because we're actually evolving to them. So this fear of persecution, if it exists within you, I want you to know that it is not unique to you. Doesn't mean you're not unique, my lovey. It just means we all carry this pain and this shame and this fear. So in your shadow work, I hope you have a list of things that need tending. I fucking certainly do. <laughs> I was joking with my mom and I'm like, I'm not just over here getting high and masturbating. I fucking wish that was what my quarantine looked like. It's not. Um, it's been such dedicated work. The work within. Um, that I do have a list of like, hey, this came up. I need to make sure that I get in there and sit with her. That I listen. That I heal. And sometimes it's not just a uh, <laughs> drive-by healing. Sometimes it's going to require several visits to really tend, love, soothe, and heal. To bring her back into wholeness. Her, because it's me. It's my little aspects of self. I don't have too many aspects of self that are masculine. Um, I have aspects outside of me. I can watch my yin and yang. Um, and we'll be doing a podcast with Larissa real soon. She and I are planning that already to talk about that more. So the persecution and the fear of persecution. Very real. But we are at a time in history where you were being given an opportunity to have direct experiences with something outside of this realm. And we can't even call it divine anymore because you, my honey, are the divine one. Holy Jesus, fuck balls of what? This is the trick of right now. You are the miracle. So as you begin to accept that more and more, you in your state of being a miracle, a divine expression, the divine in form, you'll be able to talk to other expressions of the divine in form beyond this realm. And this is just where I want to say doing Dr. Stephen Greer's protocols. Um, and I'm happy to say here, like, I'm a fan. Uh, I am very cautious with who I... Uh, anybody who I share here, I need you to know that this is not a casual, hey, yeah, I think you should listen to this person. Um, I'm sharing from my own place of discernment. I'm sharing from my own place of alignment and integrity who I've witnessed to be in integrity. You'll find that for yourself as well. So don't take my word for it. Find the people who resonate with you. But I dig Dr. Stephen Greer. I've seen the fucking work that he's put in for years. The dedication, the effort, the threats, the deaths that have been around him. Um, so watch any of his documentaries if you want. See if it feels right. But I want to say the CE5 protocol that he has created. It's not the only one. But it's the first one. And as you begin to work with it. You might tweak it on your own, and that's beautiful, but you have an opportunity to have direct experience with the spirit guides of the next realms. <laughs> to begin to participate in the evolution and the future of what humanity is, which is not trapped on this earth in this race for consumerism and do better, do better, make more, make more. I was listening to a Rogan podcast where he was talking about this, you know, the need to make more every year. How goofy is that? Can't we just say like, fuck, yeah, I am at a place that is really amazing. And somehow if you don't 
excel beyond that space, yeah, um, that's a dying paradigm. So you have opportunities to participate in the new paradigm to create what it is that's coming. Um, so the CE5 is one way that you can do this. So thanks. Evolution within. This is what I want to make sure that we cover here today. You need to give yourself a space to listen. This has been crucial for me. I find myself wanting to meditate for the first time in my life. I've never been a meditator. Listening in that way hasn't made sense. The shamanic journey was my tool. Being able to play and engage, um, I sometimes call it a, it's the ADD or the ADHD version of meditation is the shamanic journey where everything is dynamic and happening and it's not still. <laughs> it's informative, but not necessarily still. So I've been wanting to listen. So see what it is that you need to give yourself the space every day to be in some type of ceremony or listening. Huh, that's funny. I might have to take a picture of this Tom Waits thing because he does have his hand up to his ear. He's listening uh, in his own special way, it actually says on the painting. Great. I guess I just fucking found the graphic that we're going to work with, huh? How do you participate in something ceremonial or sacred every day? We've been practicing over the luminous mysteries, this idea of opening sacred space. of opening the directions and that's been a pretty profound little exercise for me greeting the world every day inviting myself into the world every day but i want to amplify it a little bit now so yes you need a space to listen yes you need ways of practicing being in ceremony but i want it to be for the purpose of giving permission to embody more of your divine self. Yeah. Um, so I know the masculine and feminine aspects of my highest self. And every morning I give them permission to work through me. <laughs> I don't know how it's going quite yet. <laughs> um, I keep showing up. I keep inviting I keep healing my human, keep healing the wounds. Um, but I want you to play with this idea of permission to embody more of your highest self, inviting your highest self to become through you and noticing what happens when you do. And it's certainly been a fascinating state that I've been in. Um, I'm talking to you today right before the 4th of July, right before the final of three eclipses in the summer eclipse portal. Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde, fucking all of it, Pluto retrograde. It's been mighty. <laughs> mighty, I say. Um, so when I say I don't know how my experiment is going, I just want you to know that like I still feel like I'm in the thick of it, and it's okay. I've been consistent in a way that I'm really proud of myself. Can't necessarily see what's on the other side yet because I'm in it, but I've been fucking consistent. It's a good permission to embody. Give permission to work with these outside of this galaxy. Uh, that's funny, they just went galaxy. Well, fuck. 
I was just talking about outside of this realm. So whether that's eighth dimensional consciousnesses, whether that is the Arcturians or the Hathors, you need to listen to some Tom Kenyon and remind yourself. Find the places where you can hmm, expose yourself to these galactic allies. And you'll find that my languaging on that has always been fairly clear and clean as well. I don't call them aliens. Aliens feels foreign and scary to me. ETs as well also feels like uh, the same as UFOs. That is a word that has been told to us that inherently has fear in it. So I call them my galactic allies. My celestial family. Find the languaging that allows you to soften and open up and be curious about the guidance uh, maybe that's how we play with it it's not spirit guides it's spirit guidance these information packets that have been here to help you but never were the power and if there's anything you need to do to reclaim your power oh honey please do that now learn to do that now intend to do that now um, this other idea that I want to share is pronoria, pronoia, there it is, pronoia, um, and isn't it Rob, mm -hmm. Rob Breesney, there we go, I think I got it, um, he created this idea of pronoia, I have the book, but oh my god, it was so fucking overwhelming that um, if anybody wants the book, let me know, I'm happy to send it to you, <laughs> pronoia. It's this idea that everything in the universe is conspiring for you. Everything loves you. Everything is here to help you. Everything is here to help you evolve. I've always been pretty optimistic in that way. Um, but I consciously have to keep reminding myself, like, I live in a miraculous universe that loves me. If you watch too much of the news, you will think that you live in a universe that's trying to devour you, to destroy you. That's not my experience. We're certainly evolving. Uh, there will be destruction in that process, but oh my gosh, we're evolving into something that is beautiful. Evolving into something that is more precious than we can yet conceive. <laughs> we're becoming the divine in form and we are graduating from this human experiment back into our galactic truth <laughs> what a fucking ride that will be huh and because we don't have an experience of it um that narrative is also really suspect to being controlled by anyone who doesn't want you doing it or wants you to be scared of it or avoid it right so just pay attention underneath pronoia and remind yourself that you live in a world that loves you you live in a universe that celebrates and cheers you on with everything that you're doing. And if you truly don't believe that somewhere, um, you might need to do some ancestral work to unravel that. And maybe, you know, my fucking words aren't for you and that's okay too. I know what I'm here to do. <laughs> it's not bypassing to believe that we live in a loving universe. How absurd to think that it could be. 
So the last image that I want to leave you with today was another of my medicine. Uh, and I use medicine not as in ingesting anything, but medicine was a gift that was given to me in Santa Fe on my final day there doing some ceremony. And as I was opening the west, west being the direction of the water. Um, and let me say, my medicine wheel is different. I learned through the Egyptian lineage. Um, it's a little different than the Native American. So it's sometimes funny whenever I hear others and I'm like, well, that's not what my south is. So my west is water. My west is setting sun, letting go, transformation, transmutation. Hmm. Um, so as I was opening the west, I saw all of these cicadia shells. And oh my goodness, um, I didn't know the medicine of cicadia that well. But I think it feels to me more appropriate now than anything else. Cicadia does not go into a fucking cocoon and transform and dissolve like sweet little butterflies do. Fuck no. This bitch rips out of its old skin and takes on a new form. Holy goodness. That medicine. That's what I'm in. This is not a gentle fucking process of coming out of a cocoon all fucking bright and shiny. That's not been my experience ever here. I'm a goddamn cicadia ripping out of the old and coming into the new. And in that way, cicadia as power animal, as totem, as teacher, as intelligence... I need to know what the fuck that looks like. <laughs> Butterfly may have been a very good metaphor in the past for what I was going through. It's not where I'm at right now. This is the way that we begin to work with spirit guides. In an evolved way. In a more awake and empowering way. They're here to show you what that looks like. Because they love you. Because they've agreed to be teacher for you in that way. <laughs> but as with any teachers, too much reliance will corrupt you. Could corrupt them. I hope this made sense. I certainly um, feel really good being here with you. And I haven't for a while, so know that I will serve continually from that place of authenticity as well. I'm not going to force something to fucking happen just because I think it should. That makes no sense to me. I was excited when the energy found me today. Um, and the energy found me this morning as I was journaling before I had opened sacred space. And so I found myself rushing through sacred space because, uh, again, the Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell that I was listening to, oh my God, that muse. I don't know when the muse is going to come and I don't know when she's going to come back. So holy shit, the muse for this podcast today came in and I'm like, I hear you, I'm on it. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be here with you and I would not be here with you any other way. So please allow your own truth and awesome authenticity and experience of you be okay however the fuck it is don't try to make anything happen um, I'm hoping to have a girlfriend on to talk about that too that hustle mentality that we had for the last decade exhausted us do it when you feel it listen when you feel it and know this evolution <laughs> I know, Shisa Hot said this 11-11 of 2019, right? 
There's a war on consciousness. There's a war on your evolution that's going on. This is what we're in. Um, so don't need to be a warrior in that. No, honey bunny. There are those who will fight. You don't have to be the one who fights. Find the place where your energy meets up with your intention. And know that it will always come back. <laughs> Continual renewal, right? The promise of the East, it always comes back. Thanks for being here with me. Really, I missed you. I think I missed me a lot, too. I didn't know where the fuck I was. I may find myself there again, but for right now, now is all that exists. I'm here with you, and there's no place I'd rather be. I love you so much. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for hanging out with me. Really, I missed you. And I know there were a lot of emotions and maybe a lot of new ideas in there, so take it slow. And let me also remind you that you've got plant allies there to help you. A few of them came up for us today, horsetail and milkweed, to name a couple. So make sure you get yourself in nature because it is changing in your evolution of you, but it's still in place to make this ride, this experience, this upgrade just a little bit sweeter. Imagery of cosmic milkweed was inspired and created by Laura over at Eye of Iris Apothecary and music. Mm, could I just live in that song and wish it was longer forever? by my sweet sister Jen Cordy of our Lady Gang Music. Support our creators now, honey. The only way. So much love until next time.